Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 80 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. And as today is a special hump day happy hour edition of the podcast, we're bringing you two back-to-back episodes of The Aldrich Family, one of the all-time greatest comedy radio shows, starring Jackie Kelk as Homer, House Jameson as Mr. Sam Aldrich, Catherine Raitt as Mrs. Alice Aldrich, and Ezra Stone as Henry Aldrich, also voiced by three other actors between 42 and 45, and one other in 1952. Sit back and relax as we present the October 7th, 1943, and March 2nd, 1944 episodes of The Aldrich Family. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Postum presents The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Entertainment for all the family, brought to you by Postum, a tempting, wholesome drink for all the family. Postum. join the Aldrich family, may we offer you a friendly challenge? I've heard it said that if the average person hears five separate statements, he has a hard time repeating even four of them. See how far above average you are. One, many people can drink coffee without ill effects, but there are a good many other people whose nerves are set on edge by coffee. Two, people who are affected by coffee may find it helpful to drink Postum regularly instead of coffee. Three, Postum contains no caffeine. No stimulant of any kind that could possibly upset anybody's nerves. Four, Postum is a hearty, robust, really swell drink. Enjoyed every mealtime by millions of Americans. Five, you can get Postum at your grocer's. Now, how many of those statements can you remember? Well, I'll give you a little tip. If you remember only the last one to get Postum at your grocer's, then you've remembered the one that you will be most grateful for. For it's when you get it that you can give Postum a fair trial. You can then see if you don't agree that Postum is a grand drink. See if you aren't much less nervous, more at ease, thanks to your switch to Postum. One of the attractive things about teenage youngsters is that they manage to get a lot of fun out of things which, to their elders, are apt to be pretty much of a bore. Let's see how Henry Aldrich handles the problem of moving day, for instance. The scene opens in Kathleen Anderson's living room. Now, wait a second, Homer. Kathleen asked me to lift that box for her. Henry, will you take your hands off it? You're only making it heavier. I know, Homer, but everything I've picked up, you've tried to grab, too. Anybody think the Andersons weren't able to move without your butting in? All right, then, all right, then take it. And I hope you break your back. Well, gee whiz, Homer, that's a nice thing to do. Right on Kathleen's mother's hardwood floor. They're moving out of here, aren't they? And someone's moving in, aren't they? Henry, did you hurt yourself? No, I didn't hurt myself. Homer, could you... Could you... 
Give me a hand with this. I thought you wanted to lift it yourself. Wait a second now, and I'll put this other pile of books in. Oh, you're going to put more in it? Henry, we have to get everything we own out of here by tonight. You do? Yes, Henry. Well... Gee, where are you going to have dinner? I don't know. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you come over to our house for dinner? Over to your house? Really, Homer? Homer, over to your house? And now, wait a second. Why should she want to come over to your house? Why shouldn't she? Because, Homer, in the first place, your mother and father are both on a diet. And, and you know what that means? What does it mean? Henry! Yes, Mrs. Anderson? Are you calling I? Could you come here and help me with this stepladder? Yes, Sure. Homer, move that box of books out, of the, out on the porch for Kathleen. Alone? Is it too heavy for you, Homer? Well, I'll tell you. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you all come over for dinner? As long as your mother's going to have all your dishes packed. Oh, I don't think we should impose on your mother and father like that, Homer. Well, that's the beautiful part of it. If you come over, my mother will have to cook something good for a change. No, Homer, I don't think we'd better. Don't would you move that box, please? Okay. Say, I've got a better idea, Kathleen. I'll go home and ask my mother. Then I can explain the whole thing. And if she says she'd rather we wouldn't come, will you be frank and tell us so? Oh, gee whiz, Kathleen. You don't have to worry about a thing like that. Hey, Homer, how about coming down in the basement and give me a hand with a barrel of stuff? I've got to beat it, Henry. As soon as you get the barrel up, move that box of books there. Listen, Kathleen, where's he going? Home to see whether his mother would mind having anyone extra for dinner. You mean you're going? You're going? Instead of coming over to my house? Well, Henry hadn't even mentioned your house. Kathleen, don't you remember my saying... My saying... Don't you want to eat with my family? Well, I didn't say I didn't want to. I'd much rather, only... Well, only how about your mother? My mother? But what would my mother have to do with your coming over for dinner? I mean... Oh, all I have to do is phone and say you're coming. Hello? My goodness, I guess your mother's better natured than my mother. Oh, gee, as soon as I say... Number, please. Listen, mother. Number, please. Oh, uh, Elm 303. Elm 303? Kathleen? Yes, Mother? Could you help me, please? All right. And I have something awfully nice to tell you. And Kathleen, after dinner, maybe we can go to the movie. Hello? Hello? Listen, Mother. Henry, where are you? Why, I'm just over helping. Uh, I'm sort of... You won't be late getting home for dinner tonight, will you, dear? We're going to eat early. Oh, we are? Mother, I, I want to tell you something. What is it? Oh, you know the Andersons. Has something happened to them? No, they're in an awful predicament. They have to get out of their house by tonight, see? Really? Where are they going? Over on Center Street. Well, that'll be nice. Well, don't be late, will you, dear? Wait a second, Mother. I haven't finished with their predicament. Dear, I can't stand here and talk with you. I'm putting up applesauce. You are? Well, well, that's good. How would you... Well, what would you think of sort of helping out and, and asking Kathleen to come and eat with us? Henry, this is no time to ask anyone for dinner. I've got jars and applesauce all over the kitchen. But, Mother, she's very fond of applesauce. Frankly, Henry, I don't like you bringing home a guest when I'm working as hard as I am. But, Mother... Dear, you may have her any night but tonight. Henry! Look, Mother, let me explain something. Henry, there's nothing to explain. Henry! Mother, listen! Goodbye, dear. But, Mother... Henry, did you get your mother? Yes, and... Boy, well, that's I... wonderful because Mother says she'd be glad to let me go. What's that? Well, that's fine. In the first place, Alice, Henry shouldn't have asked you. But, Sam, I told him he could not have Kathleen tonight. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Not that Kathleen isn't welcome here, but there's a chance that Ed Wilson will be in town. You mean you've asked him to have dinner here? No, Alice, but if he does arrive in town tonight, I'd like to feel free to ask him for dinner so we can talk business. Then I'm all the more glad Kathleen isn't coming. Mother! Henry, is that you? Yes. Where are you? We're in the living room. We'd like very much to speak to you. You mean... 
Father's in there with you? I am. Oh, oh, hello, Father. Hello. Henry, I certainly hope Kathleen understood why I couldn't have her tonight. Well, Mother, if you aren't awfully busy, could I speak you out in the dining room where we can be alone? I mean... Dear, there's no use you're bringing the subject up. Your father agrees with me we cannot have Kathleen tonight. Oh, we can't? Henry, remember this for as long as you live. Don't ever ask anyone to this house for dinner as a as a surprise to us. Yes, Father. Is that clear, dear? Yes, Mother. That doesn't go just for Kathleen. It goes for Homer Brown. For Jimmy Bartlett. Yes, for... Father. For everyone and anyone you happen to have an impulse to ask. Yes, Mother. Only, only first, there's just one thing I want to explain. Don't try to explain anything. Kathleen is out of the picture as far as tonight is concerned. Sam, where are you going? Out of the garden. Mother, would you be interested in listening to me? Henry, let's not hear any more about it. But, Mother, look what Mrs. Anderson gave me. What is it? Are those ration stamps? Yes, sure. She felt that bad about it. Well, my goodness. Look, three stamps. That gives you some idea, Mother, of how... Of how... Well, Henry, you certainly couldn't have been very cordial in your invitation. What's that? Henry, what did you say to Mrs. Anderson that made her feel she had to give you those? That's the funny part of it. It came right out of a clear blue sky. Dear, do you realize how embarrassed this makes me feel? Apparently, she thought the reason we couldn't have Kathleen was because we didn't have enough ration stamps. Why, Mother? Dear, when you're inviting anyone for dinner, there are two ways to do it. Either don't ask them at all, or you ask them wholeheartedly and really make them feel as though they're wanted. You do? Yes, dear, of course you do. What's the Anderson's number? You're going to call them? Of course I am. Why, it's it's Elm 344. Elm 344? Number, please. Operator, I want Elm 344. Elm 344? Henry, do you see that list of groceries on the table? Yes, Mother. I want you to take it and go right over to the store. Yes, sure. And thanks very much. And don't even mention this to your father. You let me explain things to him. Yes, Mother. Hello. Hello. Is this Betty Anderson? Yes. This is Alice Aldridge, dear. I've just been talking with Henry, and frankly, Betty, I've never been quite so embarrassed. What about Alice? Anyone that has to move at a time like this and is in the position you're in... Well, Betty, we just love to help you all. Oh, really? All of us? Of course. What's that? Uh, what's that? Oh, you mean you can all... Well, that's fine, Betty. Uh, I was afraid for a minute that Henry had asked just Kathleen. Now, Alice, are you sure you can have us all on this short notice? Why, why, Betty, I give you my word, nothing would give us more pleasure than making you feel that our home is your home. Really, Alice? Oh, that's awfully sweet of you. Not at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. their house. Yes? For the next three days? Why, no, Bob. No, of course not. Just for dinner. Well, that takes care of one meal, but where are we going to stay tonight and tomorrow night until the other place is ready? Well, couldn't you get rooms at the mansion house? No, no, no. They're all filled up. You don't suppose the Aldriches would put us up for a few days, do you? No, Bob. I'm even a little embarrassed about going over there for dinner. Well, do they know we can't move into the other house? Yes. Then I don't see why they don't ask us. We do the same for them. Well, Alice Aldrich did say she wanted us to feel that their home was our home. But I don't think she expects us to stay three days. Why don't you call her back and make sure? Now, Bob, I can't do that. Let's just wait and see what happens. Very well. And, Bob, somebody's at the door. I've just got to hang up and see who it is. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anderson. Where are you? I'm out here in the front hall. Is, is Kathleen here? Hello, Henry. What is it? Nothing, Kathleen. Nothing. I was just on my way to get some groceries for... Uh, for something, and, and I just thought I'd drop in. Oh. 
All I want to know is, I want to make sure. Yes, Henry? Well, I want to be positive, see? Yes, Henry. I just had a talk with my mother, and she called you, didn't she? Yes, and that was very sweet of her. Boy, was she upset over the way I asked Kathleen. Well, your mother was certainly nice to call and ask us all. Oh, all of you? Yes. Well, gee, that's the way my mother is. Once she decides to do something, she'll even turn over her whole house to you. Really? As a matter of fact, Henry, she did say we were to feel your home was our home. Sure. All she's got to know is you're in a jam. And, and boy. Only, Henry, are you positive we won't be crowding you? Crowding us? Gee, Liz, how could you do a thing like that? Are you sure, Henry? Kathleen, you talk as though we'd never had company before. Gee, Liz, there's plenty of room. And your mother told you to say that? Sure. She certainly said I was to be cordial. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, and thanks very much for coming over. Kathleen, go to the phone and call your father. Yes, Mother. Tell him it's all settled. We won't have to go to the hotel. Hi, Kathleen. Yes, Homer, where are you? I'm out here at the back door. Where are you? I'm just going to put in a phone call. Well, look, I've got a sort of embarrassing message for you, see? My mother said she'd like to have you folks come for dinner. In fact, there's nothing she'd rather have you do. Only, don't you think as long as you folks are going to be so tired from moving and everything... Would be better to wait and come sometime afterwards when you feel fresher and you can keep your mind on what you're eating? Well, Homer, as a matter of fact, we're all going over to Henry. For dinner? Yes. Everybody? Well, gee whiz, that's a fine thing. Could I use your telephone before you do? I guess so. Hello? If that isn't a... Gee whiz. Number, please. Elm 232. Elm 232. And Homer, as soon as you get through, could you come in the living room and help me move that box of books for Mother? Didn't Henry take care of it? Of all the... Hello? Hello, Mother. I won't be home for dinner. Why not? The Aldriches are throwing a party. But, Mother, I didn't ask them all for dinner. You did. Well, incidentally, since you knew how many would be here, why didn't you get enough string beans? I did. That's the beautiful part of it. Then why didn't you tell me before I sent your father to the store? You did? Well... I'll go right down and get him. Now, don't do anything more. You've done enough as it is. Where are you going? Over to Mrs. Kilmer's and try to borrow a large tablecloth. And, dear, I hope you'll let this be a lesson. Don't ever, ever start inviting people in a wholesale way like this again. Yes, Mother. Only I just asked Kathleen... And please go answer that phone. Yes, Mother. Maybe this is Mrs. Anderson saying they thought it over and none of them can come except Kathleen. Hello? Hello. May I speak with Mr. Aldrich, please? Why, Mr. Aldridge isn't here right now. Could you tell me how I might get in touch with him, please? Well, I don't think you can. He's out trying to scrape up some string beans. What's that? May I ask who this is speaking? This is his son. Oh, yes. This is Mr. Wilson. I believe I met you when I was in town last week. Oh, yes. Up on the roof. Henry, I'm in sort of a jam down here at the hotel. I've been trying to get a room, and they tell me there isn't a chance. There isn't? As a matter of fact, even the dining room is packed. You mean you can't get in and get anything? That's why I called. I was wondering whether you might have any suggestion to make. Well, I tell you, no. What's that? I'm pretty sure I'd better not make that one. Do you know any place to get a room or a meal? Why, no. No, my mother was just saying a little while ago, no, everything's all tied up. I see. How about, how about my father phoning you when he comes in? That won't do any good. I can't wait here. I've got to find a place to eat and sleep. Oh. Just forget the whole thing. Goodbye. Henry. He certainly picked the wrong time to take his parents literally. 
But if I may say so, it's the right time for you to take me literally when I suggest that some of you have a big surprise coming the first time you try Postum. For undoubtedly, some of you will take your first sip of Postum, expecting it to taste like coffee, and it doesn't. Postum is an entirely different drink, which you shouldn't expect to taste like coffee any more than you'd expect coffee to taste like tea. The flavor of Postum is distinctively its own, and so lusty and satisfying, so incomparably good, that whole families favor Postum over any other mealtime drink they've tried. We'd like you to enjoy Postum too, friends. Enjoy the rich, hearty, bracing flavor, and discover why one of America's great mealtime drinks is Postum. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. The Aldriches are upset to think that Kathleen Anderson and her family are coming for dinner this evening, never dreaming that the Andersons are really preparing to stay for three days. The scene opens in the Aldrich living room. Mr. Aldrich is speaking. Alice, where are you? I'm in here straightening up the living room, Sam. My goodness, where have you been all this time? I've been out trying to find enough groceries. But, dear, do you realize there's hardly an hour left before the Andersons will be here? Alice, I couldn't help it if somebody had bought all the string beans in town. The Andersons will have to eat eggplant. I do hope they won't stay long after dinner. Father, is that you? It is. Well, gee I've been waiting for you. There was a phone call for you. Yes? From Mr. Wilson? Yes, sir. Oh, then he's in town. That's fine. I tried to phone him from the drugstore. Yes, Father. And boy, are they jammed down at the hotel. You mean he can't get a room? No, sir. Well, you told him to come up here, didn't you? Up here? What for? Why, for dinner, dear, and stay overnight. Why? No, Mr. Wilson, he came to town to do business with me. I know, Father, but you gave me a lecture about asking people right out of a clear sky like that. There's nothing about it that's out of a clear sky. Where did he say I could reach him? He said you couldn't. He said he was going out to look for some place to sleep. Henry Aldrich! But, but Mother, you... Don't you see the position I was in? Henry, if we have antagonized Mr. Wilson and he goes back to Chicago without seeing me, I'll... I'll... Now, Sam? I'm sorry, Father. But, Alice, of all the people we know, Ed Wilson... Ed Wilson! After all, we do have a guest Now, Sam, don't be upset. That's probably Mr. Wilson at the door this minute. Yes? Well, gee whiz, let me go to the door. I'd like to be the one who invites him in. Now, wait a minute, Henry. Wait a minute. What's the matter? Alice, look out the window. Where, Sam? Look who's on the front porch. Oh, gee whiz, it's Kathleen and her mother. Sam. Sam, what are they here now for? I don't know. What time did you tell them to come? Well, I certainly didn't tell them to come this early. I'm not even dressed. Father, do you suppose something's happened and they can't come? What do you mean they can't come? Sam, don't let them in until I get these papers straightened up. Can't one of you help me with them? Where do you want me to put them? Here, Henry, take them out to the kitchen. Yes, Father. Sam, open the door. Yes, Only wait a minute, dear. Here's a match I didn't pick up. Henry, take this match out, too. Who's going to notice a match at a time like this? Well, well, hello there. Hello, Sam. Hello, Alice. Betty, dear, hello. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich. Hello. Don't tell me you can't, you can't. Come in. I thought perhaps it would be too early for you, but that house is driving me crazy. I just had to get out of it. Well, it's quite all right. Tell me, where's Bob? He's coming with the car, Alice. Oh. Yes, Mother and I walked over. Really? Well, that's just fine. Yes, that's fine. Let's, let's all sit down. Mr. Aldridge, is Henry here? Oh, yes, Kathleen. Henry! Henry! I guess he doesn't hear. You'll be back in a minute, though. Suppose I go and get him. I've got one or two little things to attend to in the kitchen. Anyhow, if you'll just excuse me. Can Kathleen and I help you, Alice? No, dear, there isn't a thing to do. But there's the doorbell. I guess that's Father. Yeah? Well, that's fine. Mr. Aldrich, do you suppose you could go out and help him bring in Grandmother? What? 
What's that? Yes, Sam, Bob's mother. You remember her, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's fine. Hello, Sam. Here we come. Hello, Bob. And Mrs. Anderson. How are you? Uh, just take her other arm, Sam. Yeah? All right, sir. Here we come. You want some help, Father? Uh, yes, Kathleen. Go out to the car and get Grandmother's cushion. All right. Have you any idea what I hope we're not going to be crowding you, Sam. No, no, not at all. Everything's going to be fine. Here we go, Grandmother. Right down into the big chair. Uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, just let go of her, Sam. She does better if you let her drop in. Yeah? Well, that's fine. There we are. Sam, I can't begin to tell you how grateful we are for your pulling us out of this jam. That's all right. Yes, indeed. Now, Sam, I want to tell you one thing. Betty and I decided before we came over we're going to make as little trouble for you as possible. Now, Bob, what are you talking about trouble for? Well, let's work out a schedule for the bathroom. You know what I mean? So we won't get in your way. What's that? And tell me frankly, Sam, would you rather we eat with you or a little ahead of you? What's that? Well, why don't you let us do this? I was just thinking we'll eat first and clean up the kitchen and get out of your way. The kitchen? Sam! Yes, Alice, what is it? Could you please come here right away? Yes, Alice. If you folks would excuse me, I'll go see what she wants. Uh, Sam, do you suppose there'd be any objections to Grandmother eating upstairs? Upstairs? Well, no, that would be fine. Sam, I want you to tell me something. Alice, there's something I want you to tell me. Dear, can you cut these string beans while I go up and change my clothes? Alice, what's going on here? What do you mean? The Andersons don't want to eat with us. You mean they're leaving? No, they want to eat in the kitchen before we do. And Grandmother's going to eat upstairs. What's that? What Grandmother? Alice, what do they mean by wanting a schedule for the bathroom? Well, they show them where it is. No, they want a schedule for it, a schedule. Dear, what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness, who do you suppose that is? I don't know who it is. How would I know? Well, don't just stand there, Dave. Go on to the front door. Where's Henry? Why can't Henry take care of some of this? I have no idea where Henry is. All right, Mr. Aldrich, I answered the door. Yes, it wasn't a Mr. Wilson, was it? No, it's just the express man with our baggage. What's that? Father didn't want to lug it because he was so tired. Oh, Oh. Now, don't you lift a finger, Sam. You let that fellow out there bring everything in. Oh, yes. Are all those... All those... Is that your baggage? Yes, I told them to take them around and bring them in the back way so we won't scratch up the front hall. Sam! Yes, Betty? I forgot to tell Alice we brought our own sheets and pillowcases and our own towels. What's that? Enough to last for three days. Well, that's fine. Sam, who was it? Nothing, Alice. Just the man with the Anderson sheets and towels. With the Andersons what? But they say they can only be with us for three days. What's that? I mean, oh, only three days? Why, we certainly thought you could be with us at least, at least. Hello, Henry, am I late? Homer, is that you? Yes, Mrs. Aldridge. I would have been here sooner, only my father couldn't come at the last minute. What's that? Just my mother could make it. Hello, Sam. Oh, I do hope you understand Will's not being able to come along. Why, that's quite all right, Elizabeth. <laughs> we'll try to understand, won't we, Alice? Yes, yes. Well, anyway, Sam, happy birthday. Happy birthday? Yes. Yes, isn't that what you're celebrating? No, Elizabeth, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Oh, well, anyway, I know you're celebrating something. Oh, isn't that Grandmother Anderson I see in there? Why, Grandmother Anderson. Boy, am I looking forward to dinner. To dinner, dear? Sure. Just for dinner? You can't stay overnight? Well, I guess I could. Where's Henry? I wish I knew. There he is, Mr. Aldrich. There he is, right out in front. Where, Kathleen? Don't you see him? He just got out of that taxi. Henry, where have you been? Look, Father, look who I found. Dear, who is it? Can't you see? It's Mr. Wilson and his wife and children. I told them you wanted them to stay overnight. What's that?
Just let me look at this list once more. Quiet, Sam. You want to wake everyone in the house up? No one can hear us here in the kitchen, Alice. I just want to look at the list and see where everyone is sleeping. Just a moment while I turn this other light on. Now, let's see. Bob and Betty Anderson are in... They're in our room, dear. Oh, yes. Kathleen is in with Mary. Where's Grandmother? She's in Henry's room. Oh, yes. And Mr. and Mrs. Wilson are in the guest room. And their daughter's on the sofa in the living room. And their son's on that cot in the dining room. Oh, yes. Then I'm going to sleep on that cot I put up beside Mary and Kathleen. Yeah? And where is it Grandmother's sleeping? Well, I told you, in Henry's room. I sent Henry over to stay with Homer. I realize that, Alice. Well, it worked out very well. I thought so, too. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where am I? You, dear. Don't I have you on this list? Let's go through it once more. Sam, I guess I don't have you. That's a fine thing. Well, dear, you've got to lie down someplace. You've had a hard day. Why, uh, why... What were you going to suggest? No, I guess the Wilson boy couldn't possibly sleep with Grandmother. No, dear, no. We all agreed that Grandmother better sleep alone. How about... How about... No. Of course. Yes? There's that old blanket that Henry's goat used to sleep on. But I frankly don't think you'd be comfortable on that. No. But I might take a couple of leaves from the dining room table and put them across the bathtub. What? And just lie there holding the bathroom schedule. Now, Sam, I'm doing the best I can. I know, Alice, but I've got to do some work tomorrow. I can't just stand up against the wall all night. Mother! Alice, who's that? Sam, it's Henry. Yes, dear? Mother, I want to tell you something. Not so loud, Henry. Did you forget something? Forget something? What was it? She doesn't know. Your mother's asking you. Why are you back? I can't sleep over at Homer's. Why not? Well, Homer's Uncle Joe showed up on a furlough, and he brought two soldiers along with him. What's that? So I had to come home. Sam, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. It's Grandmother that's messing up the whole works. What are you walking out of the room like that for? I'm going to answer the telephone. Would you like me to, Father? Hello? Hello? Do you have a Mr. Wilson there? Yes. Could I speak to him, please? Why, he can't come to the phone right this minute. Could I take a message? This is the mansion house. Mr. Wilson had his name on our reservation list and asked us to give him a call if anything turned up. Yes? We've just found one bed. If he doesn't mind, it's being in a room with another gentleman, a Mr. Wiggins from Battle Creek. Yes? Good. Hold it. Henry? Yes, Father? Come with me. Where to? We're going to sleep with a man by the name of Wiggins from Battle Creek. tuned in, won't you? The Aldrich's sleeping problems aren't quite solved even yet. Forget, will you, friends? Postum comes in two economical forms. Postum, which you brew in pot percolator or drip maker, and instant postum, which is dissolved instantly in your cup by adding boiling water. Both have the same unbeatable postum flavor. So no matter which you enjoy, you can't help but say sincerely what a swell drink postum is.
we please turn on the light? No, Henry. They told us to be sure not to wake up Mr. Wiggins. But, gee whiz, I can't see to button my pajamas. Get into bed. I am in bed. I'm trying... I'm trying... Father, where are you? I'm right over here. You're not in here with me? Well, gee whiz, who's this I button my pajamas to? <laughs> Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich Family is written by Clifford Goldsmith. The original musical score is conducted by Jack Miller. And this is Dan Seymour saying, your host tonight is Postum. And Postum is one of America's great mealtime drinks. It's good drinking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A special rebroadcast for you soldiers, sailors, and Marines of the United Nations. They say that when you grow out of the teenage, it's like being expelled from paradise. You can't ever go back. But you can recall that time of your life and the misadventures of Henry Aldrich. The scene opens in a neighbor's living room. Look out, Henry, look out. You don't know how to work it. Homer, will you please keep your hands off this darn thing? Won't you even let me pump it? Sure, I'll let you pump it when it's your turn. Now, just keep your feet out of the way. See that, Henry? See that? You don't even know how to start. I do, too. Now, look out. Homer, did you push something? What'd you do that for? I didn't do anything, Henry. Are you getting along all right, boys? Why, yes, fine, Miss Sparrow. Fine. Uh, are you sure you know how to work a uh, play a piano? Oh, yes, sure. Well, we're just trying to find which... Now, here, oh. let's see whether you have this roll of music in right. The trouble doesn't seem to be with the music, Miss Sparrow. It's more down here around Henry's feet. Yes? Oh, now, wait a minute. Uh, this lever here is what you started with. Oh, that. And if you want it to go faster, you press this. Oh, yes. Here we go, Homer. Oh, you're doing beautifully. You need any help. Just call. Yes, Miss Barrow. Oh, gee whiz. Why did it slow down, Henry? Let me play. I've got it under control, Homer. Homer, that's a nice thing to do. Push me right off somebody's piano stool. I didn't push. I just wanted to sit down and play it. Boy, you might have broken my ankle. Listen, Henry, which did she say was the lever to start this? You go ahead and figure it out for yourself. Gee whiz. Hmm. Is this what I press, Henry? Imagine, you've taken piano lessons all this time, and you don't even know how to play a player piano. Just as if I didn't know. 
My left isn't as good as my right, my teacher says. Well, we'll start with the left. Now, Homer, you try it alone. Sure, Homer. Okay. Is that right? Is that right? Henry! Wait a minute, Homer. Homer! Henry! Yes, Father? What's going on down there? Wait, and then Mary's helping Homer get ready for the Moffat. The Moffat! He met Ethel! Mary, there's no sense in your trying to teach me. But we've just started. I know, but look how long my teacher's been working on me. Henry, please call Ethel and, and tell her I'm sick. Why? Gee whiz, after fixing this whole date up for you? Homer, if you don't go over there and play, you'll just make me look ridiculous. Well, how do you think you'll look if I do play? <laughs> It'll be very good practice for you to play with someone who really knows music. Now, put your violin under your chin and follow me. Mother, I can't possibly do it. But of course you can, dear. No great violinist ever talks while he's playing. Ethel, why did you tell Homer you'd play with him? Because, Mother, I think he's the nicest boy I ever met. And I, I must have just lost my head. Well, that's certainly quite a way to lose a head. <laughs> No, thanks, Alice. I have something else to read here. Where, uh, where's Henry? He went out a little while ago. Well, Alice, you mind if I bring up an old question once more? What's the matter, Sam? Do you really feel that Henry gets very much from his association with Homer? Why, Sam Aldrich, do you realize how many worthwhile things Homer is really interested in? Frankly, no. Why, he loves music. And tonight he's going over to call on some girl that likes music just as much as he does. Yes? Mother! Yes, Mary? You know who it was Henry was talking to on the phone just before he went out? No, I don't, Mary. Why do you ask? Why, Mother, he was talking very low and making plans to do something I just know he shouldn't be doing. What's that, Mary? Yes, he was, Father. I heard him say he'd be in somebody's house right across the street from someplace looking out the window. And if somebody got into some kind of trouble, he was to go to the window and pull down the shade and Henry would see it and do something. Mary, may I ask what it is you're talking about? Now, Sam, the whole thing is perfectly clear. If Henry had gone with Homer instead of where he has gone, you wouldn't be sitting here worrying about what he's going to get into. Good evening, Homer. Won't you come in? Good evening, Mrs. Moffat. We're so glad to see you. I don't know when we've looked forward to anything so much as we have to your coming over tonight. Have? Yes. Now, won't you take your things off? Why, I don't think there's any sense in taking them off. Oh, you can't play with your coat and gloves on. Here, let me have them. Well, Well, hello there, young man. Oh, hello, Mr. Moffat. Well, they tell me you're something pretty special on the piano, my boy. They do? Well, gee, I'm not really that good, Mr. Moffat. Well, come on, let's go in the living room. Is Ethel here? Ethel? Ethel? Oh, yes, my goodness, where is she? Ethel! She had a sitting headache before dinner. Oh, Ethel! Oh, well, look, in that case, don't you think I might just as well go? I mean... Mother, is he here? I mean... Oh, Homer, I didn't realize 
glad you were here. Oh, gee whiz, Ethel, I was hoping... I have the worst news for you, Homer. You have? What do you think happened? I just discovered a few minutes ago that every string on my violin is broken. It is? I mean, they are. Boy. But now, Ethel, they couldn't be all broken. Yes, they are, Mother. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Right over there in that table drawer, there are a lot of strings. Not anymore, Father. They all got thrown out by accident. Well, that's too bad. Let's go to a movie. Yeah, young man, we've heard Ethel play the violin, but we've never heard you play the piano. Come on, sit down now and give us a treat. Yes, dear. Well, now go on, Homer. Well, she was. Is something the matter, Homer? No, no. Well, Homer, that was very good. You like that? Excuse me a minute while I pull the window shade down. The shade? What do you have to do that for? Uh, the street light outside. It's shining in my eyes. Oh, I didn't realize. Of course. Do I... Do I hear anything? Do you hear anything, Homer? What is it? Wait. Isn't that strange? I thought I heard the telephone. Really? Hey, did you hear the phone? No, and I don't believe Homer could have heard it either. The phone's been out of order all evening. It's out of order? And you mean... Oh, boy. Homer, were you expecting a call? Wait, no... Just in a way I was. Well, come on, Homer. Let's hear the blue Daniels. You didn't need coaxing like this this morning. My goodness, you just ripped right into that piano. Oh, I don't need coaxing. It's just... Now, a... young man, all I've heard all day is Ethel telling how you know your music. Now, come on. I know, but... I know, but... Where are you going now, Homer? That window shade is hanging crooked. I want to let it up and pull it down again. Oh, Homer, did you hurt yourself? I'm all right. Steve, get the poor boy out from under that shade. I can't get out from under it, Mrs. Moffat. Gee whiz. Homer, what are you waving that lamp in front of the window for? Oh, am I waving it? Yes, dear. If I were you, I'd put it down before you break it. Yes, ma'am. Gee whiz. Well, I guess you want me to play the piano, don't you? That's right. Well... Did I hear something? Just the piano, dear. There, there it is. Yeah, that's the doorbell. It is? It's the doorbell? Father, whoever it is, don't answer the door until Homer is played. Now, Ethel, we can't do a thing like that. Oh, all right, I'll go to the door. But, Homer, don't play till I get back. I won't. Hello, what's the matter with your telephone? I mean, where's Homer? Where is he? Why, Henry, he's in the living room. Oh, hello, Henry. Boy, isn't this a coincidence? Listen, Homer, I've been trying to get you on the phone. You've got to come out with me right away. I have? Okay, where's my coat? Now, Henry, Homer's just starting to play. You can't have him until he's finished. But, Homer, you should have been out here long ago. Is it something pretty serious, Henry? Boy, I'll say. Now, get your things on. Well, we'll just have to take Ethel's word for it, Homer, about how well you can play. Oh, gee, Mrs. Moffat, you don't have to worry about that. Boy, when Homer sits down at the piano... Come on, Henry. Do you know how long he studied music, Mrs. Moffat? Ten years. Ten years? That's right, Mr. Moffat. That gives you some idea. Come on, Henry. And, gee, you ought to hear him tearing a Paderewski's minuet. Really? Henry, will you come on? Goodbye, Homer. Goodbye. Hmm, nice young man. Yes, Steve. You know what I think? The program committee has been trying to get somebody for the women's club meeting this Friday, and he's the very person for us to have. Oh, Mother, that'd be wonderful. Oh, hmm, we're going to have some readings, and Mrs. Hardy's going to give a talk on native flowers, and a solo from Homer would be just the thing to top it all off. <laughs> We'll be back with the Aldrich family in just a moment. Right now it's intermission and time for our intermission guest, the one and only Tommy Dorsey. Okay, Tommy.
back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich and his friend Homer Brown. Just because Homer led his girl into believing he was musically inclined when he was really operating a neighbor's automatic player piano, he has now received an invitation to play a solo at a meeting of the local women's club. The scene opens in Homer's living room. His mother is speaking. Homer, I don't want to hear the subject even mentioned again. Yes, Mother. You're going to play at that meeting of the women's club, and you're going to do a very nice job of it. But, Mother, why not look at it this way? Doing a thing like this to me could make me hate music forever. Homer, do you realize what this whole thing means to me? For ten years I've been coaxing you. I've been begging you to keep on with your lessons. And now, right out of the clear sky, somebody suddenly appreciates you, and you want to say no to them. But don't you realize Miss Snyder gave me up as hopeless? She said she wouldn't even give me lessons anymore. And that's why I want you to go into this concert with your chin out and show Miss Snyder. Oh, boy. Well, now, don't take that attitude, dear. When I think of all the money we've poured into Miss Snyder. Oh, boy. And before you do anything, please answer the phone. Yes, Mother. Hello. Hello, Homer. This is Henry. Gee whiz, where are you? I'm at Robinson's music store. I think I found something for you. What is it? It's called Learn to Play the Professional Way in Less Than a Day. What's that? In Less Than a Day? Sure. And you've got a day and a half. Boy, you're sitting pretty. Well, gee, does it cover the Blue Danube? Oh, wait a minute. I'll look in the book and see. No. No, there's no Blue Danube. None at all? It gives you Mary Ann Little Lamb. What's that? And you float Jimmy Sweet Afton. But no Blue Danube. What's the difference, Homer? The Sweet Afton's a river. But the point is, Henry, I've started to learn the Blue Danube, and I don't want to switch rivers practically in the middle of a concert, do I? Homer! 
Just a minute, Henry. Yes, Mother? Could you answer the door, please? Okay, Henry, I've got to go. Goodbye. Oh, I thought I asked you to start your practicing. Mother, I was talking on the telephone. I was trying to make a decision about which river. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Brown. Hello, Homer. Oh, hello, Mrs. Moffat. Won't you come in? Hello, Mrs. Moffat. My goodness, I've never been so upset in my life. I came right over to tell you. Really? What's the matter, Mrs. Moffat? Well, I don't know what we're going to do. We've set the announcements out for the program and everything, and now I learn that we can't have any piano where we're meeting. What's that? No piano? Well, gee... Well, no piano at all? Well, really, Mrs. Moffat, I... I don't see how they can just calmly announce a thing like that when Homer's been planning to do this and ready to, getting ready for it ever since you invited him. Oh, why don't you go down to Robinson's music store and ask him to loan you a piano? They'd be glad to do it. They would. Now, wait a minute, Mother. I mean, how would you get the piano over there? Your father can loan you one of his trucks. And you can get Henry and some of the other boys to help you move. I it. know, but... Now, Homer, where there's a will, there's a way. You're going to get that piano, and you're going to play. <laughs> No, thank you, Alice. Now, dear, don't sit there and sulk just because I want you to go to that concert this afternoon. Alice, I'm not sulky. I simply want to point out that you're asking me to sit through a program in which I'll hear some readings, a talk on native plants, and Homer Brown play the piano. But, Father, it's for charity. Yes, and I've supported that charity nobly for seven years, but this is asking too much. Hi, Henry. Gee whiz, Homer, is that you? Yes, sure. Good morning, Homer. This must be quite a day for you. Boy, I'll say. I didn't sleep a wink last night. We're all looking forward to that concert. You are? Hello, Mr. Aldrich. Good morning. Henry, can I use your phone a second? Sure. Come on out here in the hall. Will you have some breakfast, Homer? No, thanks. I couldn't eat a thing. Who are you going to call, Homer? Who are you going to call? Ethel's mother. There's just one possible chance. Hello? Number, please. Elm 212. Elm 212. Henry, come back and finish your breakfast. Yes, Mother. Homer, I'll be right back. Hello? Hello. Is this you, Ethel? This is Homer. Oh, hello, Homer. Look, could you tell your mother it looks as though we can't have the piano? Oh, my goodness, why not? Well, we can't use my father's truck, see? It's a pretty new one, see? And, well, he's afraid the piano would scratch it. Oh, Homer, what are we going to do? Well, what I was going to suggest was, why don't you play the violin? Oh, I? Play the violin? Sure, at least you wouldn't have to haul it in the truck. And listen, Ethel, would you like to go to the movies tonight? To the movies? Sure, but I don't think I'd better call for you. I'll meet you down at the movies, see? Oh, but Homer... Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Henry. Homer, did you get it all fixed? Boy, I'll say. Boy. Homer, are you sure you won't have a little breakfast with us? Wait. As a matter of fact, Mrs. Aldrich, I think I would enjoy a little. Well, dear, you take this plate out in the kitchen. You'll find some scrambled eggs. And get me some, too, Homer. Okay. Boy, do you know how I suddenly feel? I never felt better in my life. What happened to Homer? Sam, I think Homer has a right to feel rather pleased with himself today. Now, Henry, don't you wish you'd gone on with your music as I begged you to do? Well... Down in the bottom of your heart, Henry, don't you wish just a bit you were in Homer's shoes? Well, I... And, Sam, it's really your fault as much as it is Henry's. My fault? Yes, dear. If you'd backed me up five years ago, then you'd be hearing Henry instead of Homer when you go to that concert this afternoon. What do you mean when I go to it? I'll answer the phone. As a matter of fact, Henry, I think it's a shame for you not to try the piano once more. Hello? Hello? I want to speak to Homer Brown. To who? To Homer? Yes, sir, to Homer. Hey, Homer! Why, Henry, what is it? You want it on the telephone! Gee, where's it? It isn't Ethel's mother, is it? No, it's some man. Well, here, hold my eggs. Hello? Homer, may I ask just what this is all about? What's that? Who is this? It's your father. Have you been spreading rumors behind my back? Spreading what, father? When did I ever tell you that I was afraid a piano would scratch my trunk? Oh, did they say that? Mrs. Muffet just phoned me here at the house. And Homer, your mother says you're going to get the boys to... 
Robinson's music store and get that piano. Understand? Yes, Father. And you're going to play at that concert. Goodbye. Goodbye, Father. Here's your eggs, Homer. My eggs? What would I do with those? I'm sure. Before introducing the next number, however, there will have to be, I'm afraid, a, a slight intermission of a half a minute or so. So if you'll just excuse me, I'll have to step backstage and make sure about something. Sam, what do you suppose the trouble is? Alice, why did we have to sit right down here in the front row? Because, dear, I thought it would please Homer's mother. <laughs> Look at Will Brown over there in the next row. Anyone would think Homer was something wonderful. Now, Sam, can you blame him? Perhaps a year from now, you'll feel just as proud as he does. How do you say that? You see Miss Snyder over there? I just had a talk with her, Sam, and she's promised to come over to the house tomorrow so Henry can start his lessons again. What's that, Alice? Now then, ladies and gentlemen, I may as well tell you quite frankly what the trouble was. For some reason, the piano we're trying to borrow was not delivered when it should have been. However, I'm very pleased to announce that I have some good news for you. The boys have arrived with the piano, and if you'll bear with us for another half minute, they'll roll it onto the stage. Henry. I'll see him. Don't point, Alice. After all, all he's doing is pushing the piano. I know, dear, but he hasn't any necktie on. Alice, why doesn't Homer help push the piano? Because he's probably saving himself. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure we're all going to have a great deal of pleasure in listening to one of our town's uh, forthcoming musicians, shall I say. Homer Brown, whose selection will be the Blue Danube by Strauss. But uh, perhaps I should say by Jay Strauss. Homer, I'll turn the rest of our program over to you. Those were the episodes Everybody Sleeps Over and Homer's Piano Recital from the Aldrich family. Norman Tokar played Henry as Ezra Stone was off fighting in World War II. A little side note, if you've ever wondered what Postum takes like, that hot beverage that was the sponsor of the Aldrich family and very popular back in those days, it is once again available for purchase. You can find it on Amazon or uh, postum.com. If you'd like to suggest a show for the podcast, tap the link in the show's description page on your podcast app or you can email me at oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com. I hope you'll all tune in next time for another great comedy classic right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. And remember, laughter is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Laugh, 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 laugh